I'm going to read from uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 17. Thus there were four generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. He's a... Uh, His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. They did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. I don't know if you uh, often reflect about how human these these heroes of the Bible are, the human experiences that they have, that they wrestle with, are often the very things that uh, we wrestle with. In this short passage, we see unexpected events. I wonder if they've had any unexpected events this year. They've had disappointments. In this passage, we see fear. We see uh, public shame, private shame, brokenness, we see a lack of control, and these are just eight, eight verses of the Bible. We all experience those things, but uh, often what we do is we try to put a brave face on it, don't we? We try to hide this. Of course, today we, uh, we put on a, um, a smiley face, don't we? Uh, we, we? We want people to see the smiley face or, or the, the intelligent face. We, we, we love the intelligent face. The, uh, we struggle sometimes, and uh, so we put on the cool face. We, uh, we want people to see how, how cool things are for us, how controlled. Sometimes we want to put the romantic face on, don't we? The, uh, of course, romance. And sometimes we just put on the zany face, you know, we're just so zany. And uh, we often put these faces on, don't we, because uh, the smiley face, because we actually try to hide the fact that we're just in utter despair. Sometimes we uh, put on the intelligent face because really we just have no idea what we want, what we should do. We just have no idea of, of what's happening We put on our cool face because we just feel so despondent inside and we just don't want people to know how we are truly feeling. 
we put on the romantic face because inside we just sometimes feel nothing. We feel absolutely nothing and we don't want people to know that. The zany face because we're just broken hearted. We're just sad inside and we don't want others to see what we're like inside. So we hide our emotions, don't we? We hide our feelings. When I was very young, um, every year the the Christmas tree would come out um, and I remember these small little presents that were always put on the uh, Christmas tree. They were the ones that were there every year. Lovely wrap, bit of tinsel. Um, They looked beautiful, of course, but they were never opened. We never touched them. Um, And over some years as a young child, I I suddenly realised actually that that there's nothing in them, you know, there's no value because they were never opened. And I think sometimes we can feel a bit that way. Like we want to put on the best front. We want to put on the shiny tinsel. We want to, we want to look good because we're actually scared that uh, people are going to discover what's inside, that there's actually, we're feeling emptied and we feel there's nothing inside. So we put on that bright face. We put on an outward appearance. We put on the, the colour of the tinsel. We put on the emoji. We put on the smiley face. We put on the zany face because... We just want to hide the fact that we are desperately lonely and sad inside. Fear. Uh, I guess it's fear, isn't it? Um, The limiting factor. Um, As we come to uh, Christmas Day, uh, this is often a day of of joy and celebration. We want want joy and happiness. Um, And, of course... The joy and happiness that matters is my joy and happiness, isn't it? That I feel joy and happiness. And sometimes if, if I'm going to feel joy and happy, um, what's going to be needed is other people to give to me. That somehow they're going to have to, they're going to pay the cost for my joy and happiness. Because someone's got to do their bit today. Someone's got to clean the table after the celebrations happened. Someone's going to have to clean the dishes. I would hope by now someone has thought about what's going to be eaten today, what's going to be shared. I hope that's all been worked out. Because I know in my household it wasn't me. So I hope someone's done it. (laughs) We we are desperate, aren't we, uh, for joy and happiness at this time. And, and sometimes we, we're a bit scared and fearful. And we're fearful to give ourselves to others. Because, you know, what if they truly knew me and they truly experienced me and they don't like me or they don't accept me? What if I feel a bit uncomfortable? What if, what if they discover something of my shame and my secret? And the thing that strikes me about this passage that I read today was... The words to Joseph, do not be afraid. I want to reflect upon that today as we meet, as we think together. In today's reading, I started with, uh, there was 14 generations between Abraham and David, and there's 14 generations from David to the, to the Babylon exile, and 14 
generations between the exile and to Christ. And I, I know that for most of us, we just, that is useless information. That is, we just didn't need to know that. But the thing that I guess I want to point out here is that what we see here in the birth of Jesus is the plan of God, carefully crafted. It's not, it's not an accident. This isn't plan B that we're experiencing. The verse calls Jesus the Christ. He's, the word Christ is another word for Messiah. And Christ the Messiah is not... We have understanding, something to do with Jesus, but really for us, it's, he's the king. Jesus is this king. The king that was longed for in the, the Jewish culture. You know, they've been waiting from Babylon. They've been waiting for this king to come because they want salvation. Because they were afraid. They were always under some sort of oppression. And so here, Matthew, the the person who wrote this gospel, wants us to make sure you understand that this is a careful plan of God that is seeing Jesus born here at this time, 2,000 years ago, in a backwater, in a significant place of the world. It's God's perfect plan. And in reading these four words to Joseph, do not be afraid. Joseph was told to take Mary as his wife. And, and I'm sure you know the story. Unmarried, pregnant with a baby. Human speaking, humanly speaking, I think, well, why should he be afraid? Why should Joseph not be afraid? He might feel rather angry at this point. He might have his angry face on. He might have his betrayed face on. He, of course, may have been sad, uh, hurt, jealous, furious. But why do not be afraid? We know he was a righteous man. He was chosen, this Joseph was chosen to raise the Son of God, to, to be the father figure in this, in this Jesus' life. We know he was a decent man. He did not want to put Mary into public disgrace, unlike what we see in so many relationships today, where people delight in the fact they post things to publicly disgrace the person who has hurt them. I'm sure that Joseph knew that Mary was a righteous, God-fearing woman, but how can this be explained? How can this be explained? He must have heard the story of uh, how the angel came to Mary. She must have told him. And she, he must have heard how Elizabeth... uh, was pregnant and this old woman, no IVF, and she is pregnant in her old age. Mary was either a liar or she was mad or there was a third alternative, isn't there? She was either mad, liar, or she was telling the truth. We read uh, she was told this by the angel in Luke chapter 1. Verse 32, he will be great, talking about Jesus, 
and we call the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will, have, will never end. Joseph was from that kingly line of David, okay? Joseph was from that kingly line and he would have known the courage of his ancestor David. But what if this coming Messiah, which all the Jews hoped and expected for, what if it was actually truly coming from this baby? You see, Joseph had to not be afraid because his dignity was at stake. His good name, his pride, his dreams. And the, 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 the message to do not be afraid... He's invited by, by this angel to take his mind off himself and his own fears and see something far greater. Something far greater is happening here. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. What does conceived by the Holy Spirit mean? I mean, to Joseph, what would he, what would he understand that to mean? What does it mean that Jesus means he saves and he's going to save his people from their sins? How does Joseph take this in? He must have pondered hard. And the thing, that, the thing I'm just, sort of just aware of today is he didn't have all the answers. So, you know, if you're a person who needs all the answers, you will always be disappointed, won't you? You'll always be disappointed because no one's got all the answers. The first Christmas was Joseph looking past his fears, looking to the good of his people, but not just his people, to the world. He did not allow his fears to drive him ways that he didn't want to go. Joseph paid a significant cost for the, your joy and your happiness today. Of course, in other years, I could explore Mary's great cost of being the mother of Jesus. The pain and the suffering that she took on so that you might feel joy and happiness on this day. But if you want to see an example of people overcoming fear and, and paying the cost for your joy and happiness, go no further than God himself. They're simple words, but let me just say it again. God became flesh. Just take that in and think of your own limitations, your own sufferings, your own, your own aches and your pains. God became like us, flesh, limited. This is the... God, who is the eternal one, the infinite one, who was with God in the beginning, who was, the, who was God, who was with God in the beginning, though through him all things were made, all things were created, he became 
flesh. And he lived a life that only he could live. He was the, uh, he was the one who created all things and yet he chose to become what he created, a part of, part of us, to know our sufferings, to know our limitations. I mean, why would God do this? Oh, I hope you ponder this. Why would God do it? And there's only one answer, isn't it? For love's sake. He did it because of his love for you. God's not fooled by our smiley face, okay? This isn't more... A smiley face life is not more attractive to God. He doesn't delight in that. God looks on the inside and knows who you truly are. Just like those little gifts when I was a kid on the tree that were empty. You know, we might fear that we're like those presents, those gifts, that we are truly empty inside, but we're fearful to make that known. But God looks at us and he loves us. So the message I want you to tell you today is you are loved. You are valued. You are treasured. God would not become flesh if you were not treasured and loved and valued. You are significant to God. You're not like those useless presents on the Christmas tree. You are valued. He treasures you. He wants you to come near to him. That's the remarkable gift. For those of us who have discovered that, that's what we rejoice in today. That's why... There's joy to the world. And let me encourage anyone here who wants to discover that maybe again or for a new, press into this. Um, You won't have all the answers. You won't have all your questions answered. There are... No one can do that. But let me encourage you to be like Joseph. Do not fear. Don't let your fears stop you from coming close to God. The gift has been given. It's there for you to receive. So I'm going to pray. And uh, just uh, thanks to God. And then after the prayer, um, we're going to be, um, a box will come round for the uh, the gift. We, we're the uh, Baptist World Aid um, will, is the uh, is is any money you receive today is going to go to the Baptist World Aid in the disaster uh, as a care for communities in disasters. So let me just pray, and then uh, there'll be the box to come around that uh, you will be able to give your gifts. Lord, as we um. Confronted by the words of the angel, do not fear. Lord, we need to hear that because you know we are people who are racked with fear. We all have fears. Lord, in a world that we cannot control and uh, in a world that seems to be out of control, 
where an unseen virus that is communicated through a series of people may bring us low, we live in fear. But I thank you, Father, as we discover we, are li- we live in love. Lord, if we can only look past our fear to see that we, are, that we are loved by you, that we're special to you. And because we are loved, and because we're special, we can love others, we can treasure others. So Lord, I pray, um, pray for each one of us. Lord, as we, as we ponder this, and Lord, as we, as we just think about um, the remarkable gift that we have been given in Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we gather together and, and give gifts to, uh, to the Baptist World Aid as they, as they seek, to bring, to seek to bring help in disaster, we pray that this money will be used of you in wonderful ways to bring love, to extend that love to others in need. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.